holy smoke, in a crazy funhouse, boy and girl. Yeah, it's a crazy funhouse. It's the Harlan Highway. How are you, everybody? Oh, good to have you here. I can feel the warmth. I can feel the warmth pulsing back and forth between us. What a treat. Uh, As I said, I'm Harlan Williams. You are on the Harlan Highway. What a show we have today. My God, it's a little bit longer today. It's so packed full of stuff. I'm going to be talking about my new favorite hero. I'm not talking about Spider-Man or Swamp Thing. Wait wait till you hear who my new hero is. Um, We're going to be talking about uh, energy drinks. Um, Senor Fuentes is going to drop by, I do believe. Um, And we're going to talk about investing investing in the Harland Highway podcast. Very interesting stuff. Um, And guess who's going to be singing today? Yeah, I'm here. I'm doing a special uh, live performance from a club. Me and my cousin from the Bare Naked Ladies, our our hobby band, The Cousins. Uh, A completely uh, wild song, and then uh, we're going to throw that right in the middle of another interview with actor-comedian Andy Dick. We're down to our second-last one with Andy. It's going to be fun, but it's always fun, because that's how we roll right here on the Harlan Highway! Welcome to the Harlan Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harlan Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Yo, 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 Harlan Williams here on the Harland Highway, and uh, hold on, there's someone at my door here, hello? Yo, man, what's up, it's Senor Fuentes. Oh, man, what are you doing here, man? I've been looking to be your gardener, man. It's like I've been trying for, like, months now to be your gardener, man. Yeah, you, I know you've been trying to be my gardener, and I'm not interested. Because you've been, you put a leaf blower in my face, you put garbage bags over my head, you crackled leaves in my eyes, you put twigs in my hair. Oh, come on, man. I'm just trying to do a good job, man. I mean, I'm Senor Fuentes. Yeah, I know who you are, Fuentes, and it ain't happening. But I got something new, man. I got a new uh, gardening implement, man. Oh, you got a new garden. What do you got? I got a shiny new shovel, man. Look at this shovel. Okay, whoopee-doo, you got a shovel. Let me show you how it works, man. I start digging a hole in the ground. Look at this, man. What, what are you doing? I'm digging a hole, man. Stop that. You're digging right into the floor. Oh, look at this hole, man. Oh, this shovel works good, man. What are you doing? Get out of my floor. Oh, man, look at this. Oh, look at this. I'm going deeper and deeper, man. Look at this. Hey, can you hit me up there, man? What are you doing down there? Hey, man. Hey, can you see me? I can't see you anymore, man. Lit, what, what are you doing, Fuentes? That's in your Fuentes. Oh, my God. I can't believe this idiot's digging a tunnel 
in the middle of my studio here. Oh, I'm going to go get security. Of a new hero. Unbelievable new hero. Not Superman, not Spider Man, not Cabbage Patch Kid Man. His name is John Q. Public Man. Oh, yeah, this uh, just an average guy. Let me tell you the story. This guy is a bona fide hero. I, I don't know if he should be put in that cemetery where they have all the white crosses. Where all the soldiers are buried, all the heroes. I've, I'm sorry I'm blanking on the name. I don't mean any disrespect. I will probably think of it at some point. Or I don't know if this guy needs to be put up on Mount Rushmore as a carved head. I don't know if he needs a plaque somewhere. Let me tell you what happened, okay? I'm at the airport. I'm sitting in a terminal. I'm waiting for my flight. The plane comes in, everyone gets off the plane from wherever they were, right? They're clearing off my plane so that I can get on with the people I'm with. And they come walking down the uh, jetway, and this one lady comes out. She looks like the the fat chick from Cagney and Lacey, okay? Dark hair, middle-aged, got the big glasses on. And I don't know if this chick thought she was uh, in the middle of a Broadway play. Okay, but she comes walking out of the jetway on her cell phone, full volume, projecting the whole room, the whole waiting area is watching this magnificent Tony Award-winning play she's putting on. And she's oblivious to everybody there. I swear to God, I, it, it was like I was watching a performance, and she's on her cell phone. She's just like, no, no, what you're not understanding is I'm not going to go through with this. When I say I want this done, I want it done. What? You're going to talk to me like that? No, no, this is not what I want. And she went on and on, right? And, and I don't know why she just isn't walking through the airport. She just got off her flight, right? But she decides to stand on the spot in the middle of the waiting area, and everyone's just looking at each other like, is this really happening? Are you, did you see this chick? Who's the director on this play? Who? This is. I mean, this chick was focused. She was given the performance of her lifetime, and we were all rolling our eyes, and we were all thinking the same thing. Someone shoot this idiot. You know, another masterful case of zero, zero cell phone etiquette. You've all seen them, the people in public who just talk at peak volume, oblivious to everyone else around. So this chick's going on and on, and everyone's getting uncomfortable. And all of a sudden, this guy in a turquoise shirt, just a normal-looking dude, you can never pick him out of a crowd, probably 50 years old, maybe. 53, 
walks up to this lady, walks right up to her. She's on the phone, and he just looks at her. He, he literally gets within about, I'd say, six inches of her. And he just goes, you go over there. And he points. He puts his arm out, like, you know, the way the Grim Reaper did in uh, A Christmas Carol? Remember the Grim Reaper put his arm out, and he just pointed to the gravestone, and Ebenezer Scrooge was like, oh, <laughs> So this guy just points, and the lady's still just staring at him like, what the hell, but she's not, she's like, she's still going. She's like, yeah, no, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm not going to, you let me talk. And he just goes, you, go over there. And she was like, what, what? And this guy just got right in her face and forced her to walk away. And so this blabbermouth walks away. She walks down the hall. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this guy. This guy is my hero. The way he just walked right up to her and told her to clam up and get lost. But I had a feeling this chick was so, like, out of touch that it wasn't over, that it wasn't going to end there. And sure enough, she comes drifting back. She's still on the phone, okay? She's, she hasn't even hung up. She's still doing what she's doing comes back to the guy. Now she's having two conversations. She gets in the guy's face, and he's like, excuse me, sir, this is a public area. You can't tell me to leave. And this guy walked right up on her. He got his face, like, right in there, like the way you see guys in hockey when they're about to fight, right? They push each other, and they turn around, and they get right in each other's face. Their chests are almost touching. And they're like, come on, you want to go? You want to go? Let's go. This guy just went right up to her face. He goes, no. You're talking really loud, lady. You're pulling me into your conversation. I do not want to be part of your conversation. Get out of here. And she tried to argue, and this guy just kept slamming her and slamming her, and it was beautiful. And I, I just got to do this. Did I? I mean, come on, man. I want to be that guy. That guy just did what everyone was thinking. He walked up. He was fearless. And even when she came back, she had the look of fire in her eyes. She was ready for a challenge. She wanted to get into a fight with this guy. And this guy just had that steely demeanor. He was just like, don't even try it, lady. And he just, like, puffed his chest up. And, you know, in this politically correct age... Right? Where everyone's so sensitive and everyone's so worried about a lawsuit. And if you say anything to a woman, it's suddenly it's a uh, sexual uh, slander case. And, you know, and this guy just, he didn't do anything wrong. He just went, no, get out of here. You're talking. You're making me part of your conversation. Nobody needs to hear what you're saying. Go. And he did it again. He sent her away again. Oh, I loved it. I just I want a poster of this guy. I want the pajamas. 
I want the bed sheets. I want the I want the badge, the button. I want the toque. I want the baseball cap with his picture on it. I want the movie rights. This guy is the new superhero, man. Screw the X-Men. Screw the Avengers. I want shut the hell up on your cell phone talking guy. Okay? <laughs> and I'll tell you what I did. I, I said, if that guy can walk up to someone, I'm going to walk up to someone. You know what I did? I walked up to the guy. And I just walked up and I said, dude, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And he looked a little confused to me. He's like, what? What? I go, what you just did to that lady, awesome. And he just started laughing. He's like, well, look, man, she, she I, I don't want to be part of her conversation. And I said, you keep on doing what you do. You are incredible. And uh, he just kind of smiled, and uh, I smiled. I let him know that I appreciate it. <laughs> and he's my new hero. So let's hope we can follow his example and be better people and the next time we get someone talking loudly on their cell phone, we have the courage to walk up like my new hero and send them away. This is Harland Williams, here on the Harland Highway. Is your energy feeling a little low? Go over to the grocery store, buy four cases of Red Bull, and drink all four of them. Then go out in the street, run through some walls, go to the zoo, beat the crap out of a couple of polar bears, and then fly to Venezuela, flapping your arms, and punch the crap out of a giant sailfish, and dive to the bottom of the ocean, and stick your head in a giant clam, and eat it. You'll feel much better. You'll be all ready for dinner. Just another helpful tip here, on the Harland Highway. I love listening to the show. My name is Zach. And a couple of shows back, you talked about sitting down and coming up with an idea to make millions of dollars. And I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm a computer programmer. And I have this great idea. I don't know if you've ever seen the social network. But I'm going to be I'm going to be just like the guy who made Facebook, except I'm going to weigh a lot more. I'm going to be a heavier guy. Um, that's the only downside, Harlan, but as soon as I make those millions of dollars, I'm going to sponsor your show. I'm going to sponsor your podcast any way I can. So, uh, you keep me in mind. You remember Zach is going to sponsor Harlan Highway. 
All right? It's been recorded. It's been set in stone. And it cannot be denied. Love you, man. Oh, my God, Zach. I would love it, man. I would absolutely love it. I, I am going to remember that. You know, people say that stuff. Oh, don't worry. When it happens, I'm going to be there for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm holding you to it, Zach. Okay, buddy? Uh, I mean, that would be great. You you guys have no idea how much fun I have doing this podcast. And, uh, you know, I live a frantic, busy life, believe me. Between flying around to concert gigs and doing uh, movies and TV stuff and writing assignments and meetings and socializing. And I mean, it's a miracle I get this show done. Okay, but that's a testament to how much I enjoy doing it. Most of the stuff I do here is really 99% of it is a first take scenario. It's rare that I go back and redo a take because it's mostly because I don't have time. And lucky for me, I'm a big uh, believer in the energy of the first take. So, uh, you know, I just kind of improvise it. I go along. None of it's scripted. I just belt it out. The first thing that comes out of my mouth is what you guys get. Every now and then I'll have a little blip where I'll screw up a word or something. A lot of time I'll just leave it in. Sometimes I'll cut that out, but everything else is pretty much pure. And for a guy like Zach to come along and offer me $50 million the way he did, I'm telling you, Zach, I would build a giant warehouse the size of Home Depot. I would staff it up. I would put so much. I would quit everything else and just do this podcast. I would do it daily. I would make it longer. I mean, are you kidding me? I would, I would have more guests. I would have, do, have more bits. I would have, have more time to do things. Oh. So uh, I'm holding you to it, buddy. Okay, Zachary? Don't forget me when you uh, come up with that new, I think you said it was the overweight Facebook. So why don't we just call it Fat Face Book? Since you brought it up, you said you were going to be heavier so there you go. Maybe I just gave you the idea. Fat Facebook. How about that? Facebook for fatties. Right? Oh, my God. What am I giving this idea to you for? This, I just had a stroke of genius, man. Screw your sponsor. I'm, I'm going to do it myself. Think of it. How many overweight people are there in this country, around the world, but mostly this country? Okay, we have fast food industries that that service the fatties. You ever seen The Biggest Loser? Right? And come on, guys, guys and girls, be honest. When you're on Facebook, how many times has someone sent you a friend request and it's a close-up tight, tight of their face and they got the eyeliner on and they're giving the sexy pouty lips and you're like, oh, wow, this chick's kind of hot. And then you open up to the photo gallery and you realize they were zoomed in right on their face and the rest of them's a chubster. So it's shallow, but that's the world we live in. How about a Facebook for fatties? (laughs) How about fat face? (laughs) Okay. And if you're overweight, I'm not trying to offend you, but think of it. You know, it, it might be a little harder for overweight people to meet or, or uh, g- get together or 
do fat people like to go out with other fat people or not? I don't know. I'm just saying maybe like any other sect of society, they can have their own special uh, social network. Fat face book. Or how about fat face cookbook? That that seems more apropos because they love to eat. So there it is. Zach, fat face cookbook. <laughs> Are we partners? Okay, forget what I said. You do what you're going to do. I'm going to take you up on it. I want you to build me the Harland Highway warehouse where I can really get going with this thing. And uh, that will be a blast. Thank you for your call. Don't forget, if you want to call me, you always can. 888-500-2090. And now, why don't we get back to... uh, some more of my uh, wonderful in-depth interview with uh, actor-comedian Andy Dick. Uh, I think this is the second-last uh, interview with Andy. So if you're not digging it, thank God there's only one more after this. But I'm hoping you are digging it because I had a great time talking to him. And what I like about Andy is he really uh, doesn't hold back. You know, anything I asked him, he kind of just put it out there and... Uh, He's sharing it with you, and uh, for being kind of a public figure the way he is, it's it's kind of uh, interesting. So here we go, uh, the second last installment of the Harland Highway Andy Dick interview. Oh, man, we are back. Uh, I'm here with Andy Dick. We just took a little break. We went out, uh, we grabbed us a pizza. We took the little pepperoni slices off the pizza. We put them on our eyes, and we pretended we were pepperoni brothers. <laughs> Um, but we're back and uh, I've been asking a lot of questions of Andy here on the Harlan highway today. And I promised him that when we got back from the break, he could lead it off. And, uh, it looks like you have, uh, you have some, some gray areas about me that you want to, uh, well, no, there's just one. No, there's, yeah. a, there's one thing that mm-hmm. is, uh, I went, the reason I'm even here is because I was weeping softly into my pillow a few weeks ago. And I thought, who would be able to cheer me up? I thought about you. I really did. And But it Thank was you. 3 in the morning, so I wasn't going to call you. <laughs> so I went to your website. Yeah. Um, uh, HarlanWilliams.com. Sure, that's And me. I went there, and, and it was like I was with you. It was like I was hanging out with you. And uh, I, I listened to some of your podcasts. I, didn't, I forgot that you even had this thing, the Harlan Highway. Yeah. And I listened to De- Dr. Debbie. <laughs> Dr. Debbie Timer, Timer. life coach, life coach. And I I was laughing in my bed till I was crying (laughs) and you helped me get back to sleep and it was so sweet. But I also skipped around on on your website and there was this there was an awesome (laughs) music video called I Want to Be. I think it's called I Want to Be Your Harlan Williams. Oh, right. Yeah. Who sang that? You know, it's an awesome song. Yeah. And did you do the music video? No. I, you know what? That whole thing, uh, there's this, this group called Perry Grip, and they did the theme for uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. And they've done a, they're a legit band. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Yeah. And I walked and into a radio station one morning to do some publicity, you know, over in Ohio or something. And I walked into the studio. And here's this song playing, and I was like, oh, you, the DJs put together a little song, and they go, we didn't put it together. It's this group, Perry Grip, and there's a whole song, and, you know, it's really cool. So you don't know them. Well, I actually wrote them 
after the fact and say, guys, thank you. I it's am so amazing. flattered. It really is cool. And it's a fun, kooky song. See, and, I uh, thought maybe you commissioned them. So no. That's amazing. A, that's a such total, a total surprise. And uh, That's amazing so for you. You can hear it and see the video on uh, HarlemWilliams.com. Well, it's really catchy. You. Good. It's, a, like it's it. just a great song. It's just amazing, and I love it. Now, but I thought it was your – I remember you have a brother or a cousin – or a friend that's in a band. Who's that? Yeah, that's my cousin Kevin. He's in the Bare Naked Ladies. No. Uh huh. Yeah. Don't lie to me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's the uh, he's the keyboard player, and uh, I love the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. I used to hang out with them when I was doing news radio because he was friend. They were friends with Dave Foley. Yeah, you've met my cousin. Uh, okay, but that's not who I'm talking about. There, you, there's a band. Maybe you're in it. I wasn't talking about the Bare Naked Ladies, but oh. I love the Bare Naked Ladies. Okay, what Don't band am I in? I don't know. No, you're in one or. Well, I do. A, I no, do, you produce one or. No, I do a band with my cousin Kevin called the Cousins. We have that's a hobby band. What I'm talking about? Yeah, it's, we, yeah, it's just a hobby band. But yeah. that's what I was talking about. We do. We do that. Is yeah. that still going on? Yeah, we still we still do that stuff. Do you I, ever perform live? Uh, it's rare because he lives in Toronto, right? And I live here. But what I'll do is I'll throw one of the songs on this podcast, and uh, the folks can hear it. Good. Do one it. of our little cousin songs. Coming up. It's coming up right now. Here's a, here's a Oh, you a want big it right now? From the Cousins. All right, here it is, The Cousins. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for coming out Sweet. and uh Should we play one more of our new ones? You want one more? One more of our new ones? All right, we'll do one more. Wow. It's a little rusty. This is our first encore, man. Hit it, Kev. Everybody's running up and down the street all day. Shopping and shopping and shopping and going every way. Everybody's going all over the place. Nobody's got any time.
slow now. Walking round, nice and slow now. Jumping up and down on George Michael's face. All right, now we're just fucking improvising. Boy, are we good. <laughs> we didn't really have a new song. That was just a little jam. Thanks again for coming out, you guys. Enjoy Thin Buckle. Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. We'll be back soon. And we're back. That was an amazing song. I you love liked it. it? I like it. Now, no, you uh, don't. speaking of... <laughs> wait, so, but are the Bare Naked Ladies still together? They are, yeah. They're really great. They're, they're a really fun, Just good, talented good. group of guys. Bye, really nice bye, guys. bye, bye, sell, 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 how well. <laughs> That's how you, t- you started as the Bare Naked Ladies and slowly segued into Temple Grand. To Helen Keller. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to see Helen Keller running around in circles in a crop circle in a field? Would that be, would that be fun? What if all crop circles were made by her? Yeah, maybe she's the one. She's the one. She straps wood to her feet and runs around in the corn in the middle of the night. Helen, come in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to talk about Andy and I have known each other for a long time from the comedy circuit, but where we really got to bond, where we really got to get to know each other and hang out and really work together at a greater capacity than just at a comedy club is Andy and I were in a movie together called Employee of the Month with uh, Dak Shepard and Dane Cook and Jessica Simpson. That's what I wanted to ask you about, by the way. Oh, what, what's that, your that, question? Well, my question, hmm. I, do you have some things you want to say about that? I just, I, I just wanted to tell the people, you know, I've done a lot of movies. You've done a lot of movies. Yeah. When you're doing movies, it, it requires a lot of concentration. <laughs> and when you're a comedian... You're usually the one making people laugh, and, and you're usually in control. i got to tell you, and I've told you this, Andy, but I want the listeners to hear it. Mm-hmm. When we did Employee of the Month, every single scene that I had with you, I lost it. I, <laughs> I consider myself very professional. I could not even look at you without having a deep, guttural, <laughs> wheezing laugh where I could not get su- through the scenes. And Thanks. I love you for that. I thank you for that. And uh, I l- it's, I'm a guy that doesn't laugh that easy. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm a oh, comedian. Wow. You'd think I would, but yeah. I have a quirky sense of humor. And yeah. you just... You probably gave me 10 years worth of laughs being on the set with that. And that's not just you being here and me. I've told you this before, so I just love it. I love it. Thank you. If you watch the bloopers uh, at the end of the movie, you can probably see a little bit of it. uh, Oh, so if you get the DVD, they have bloopers? Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, yeah, they have a whole bunch of bloopers at the end. they got to buy the DVD. Yeah, at the end, there's bloopers. Do they give you one? What? A DVD. I don't think so. They gave me one. Did they? Well, probably. <laughs> they didn't give me one. Remember they remember I had I was having issues. 
<laughs> on the movie. Just well, this is that one day. But you always have issues. I always have that... issues, and I'm but I'm always a professional. I'm always doing great. But on this one particular day, I think it was the first day we switched over to night shooting. Yeah, and you couldn't handle it. And you you went. But what? Can well, we what tell ha- people what happened? Well, what happened was. I was waiting for my scene, uh, you know, one of the, the scenes, and, and, and as it happens in movies very often, we were, we were running late, especially on this day where we switched over to the nighttime. Yeah. Cause, because um, we filmed in a real Costco. That's and right. So yeah. they, we had to wait for it to close, which was like nine or ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. So we started at ten o'clock at night Ugh. and filmed till whatever. About six or three, seven. four, five in the morning. Ugh. Six in it, the morning. Yeah, whenever it was. And brutal. It was brutal. And I so but so I wasn't really on the nighttime schedule yet. And while I was waiting for my scene, I opened up a bottle of wine. Mm. <laughs> and I was sipping on the wine and eating my dinner, lunch, breakfast, whatever you want to call it, because your hours are way off. Yeah. And I'm sipping on the wine, and I really have the, I have a rule where I'm just if if I'm if I'm going to work, I'm allowed to have like a glass of wine. But right. That's where it ends. A one glass. I don't care if I'm live on stage, or if I'm in on TV or whatever. If I'm if I'm a guest on Letterman. Sure. Just a glass. One glass. Just red or white? Red. Red. Usually Always red. A nice Pinot Noir, a really mm-hmm. nice one, depending on mm-hmm. it, whether it's Letterman or this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I haven't had anything to drink today. That's interesting. You you decide that it's like tr- uh, fish or meat. Letterman, I'll go red. Leno, I go white. It's like you... You look Letter- at your, Letterman, your talk I'll, show host as like an, an entree. Letterman, I'll do a $50 bottle. Um, Kimmel, I'll, I'll do like the five ninety nine Trader Joe's Pinot Syrah Reserve. It's a, still a nice wine. Yeah, two-buck chuck. No. I'll never – I can't drink that swill. Okay. I'd rather have nothing. But for the record, I haven't had anything. You know, I don't, I'm don't. i always drinking. I'm not like – yeah. I, I don't need it all the damn no, time. No, no, no. And, and even on that movie – I didn't drink at all. But yeah, you were pre- really good. I was great. Just Thank till, you. Just till like the last week, you went a little bazonkoids for berserkoids. <laughs> I think I was excited that we were almost done. Yeah, and I said, and I was maybe I was getting a little bit bored. I don't know. You yeah, know. you were getting bored, oh. and you were. And, well, I was done with my scenes, my major scenes. It was now mostly a lot of just us standing there watching. Yeah, stuff. But watching, see, watching I, I was actually, I was having a kick watching you get jacked up. I know, I knew you went. But here's what happened. <laughs> So I'm sipping the wine, yeah. I'm sipping it, and my, and hours and hours went by, and I look at the bottle, and it's gone. Yeah. I drank a whole bottle. Hello. And then they say, Andy, time to go, get on, come on the set. Yeah. And uh, that's what I wanted to ask you, because I don't quite remember exactly yeah. <laughs> what went down. I just remember kind of sobering up when, ah. when, when, I, when, I, when Dax was yelling at the top of his lungs. Oh, right, right. Well, there was a couple of things that went down. The first thing was you got jacked up on the night that we had to do a chase scene through the Costco (laughs) pushing shopping carts. And you were so fired up, and you were, like, behind me. And I'm a big big guy, so I was actually having fun. But you were running behind me and, like, pushing me and trying to rip my shirt off and just generally trying to cause chaos. And because I'm that type of guy, too, I just let you do it, and I was howling. And it's like we did about 12 takes, and every time you tried something crazier to try and cause a train wreck, and I was almost kind of just feeding it. 
but then uh, but then Dax Shepard was there, and I don't think Dax was as open to your your chaos as I was. And there was a point in time when you and Dax were sitting right beside each other, and there was a lot of tension in the air. And I believe I had to get between yeah, the two did. of you did, a actually. couple of times. Yeah, you had to stop him from beating my. Ass. I had to, I basically had to calm Dax down and and move you away. Yeah, you because did. you you were you were provoking him. I have yeah. to be honest. You yeah. you were. It's almost like you wanted him to take a swing at you. Yeah, probably because you, you got you were all jacked up on red <sighs> wine. And I was like, well, I like Dax, and I like you, and I felt like the big brother all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to let these guys go at it, and I actually got between it. Yeah. And Dax came up to me afterwards. What and I say? don't think I ever told you no. this, but I think he thought I had some agenda. And after everyone had gone, he came back, and he walked up to me, kind of uh, a little bit accusatory. Mm-hmm. And he and he, he got a little bit in my face, and he goes, so what's your thing, man? What's your thing? You, li- you like, like to... Uh, break people up you, that gives you like a rush to kind of like uh you know get in between and i, I said dax don't don't get psychological yeah. on me i said here's what it was i like you i've been working with you guys for two months up here yeah. i like andy you're about to go at it i don't want to see my two friends yeah. hurt each other yeah, and he nice looked guy. at me and he just said okay man cool thank you and oh, he got good, it. Good, so, good, good, good. So he was very cool about it. Yeah. But it was it was tense. I remember. God, he was... and I used to be very good friends. He, I I he he drove me around on his motorcycle. He has, I think, if I remember, he has a Harley, and I wore a helmet. And did you hu- put your arms around his, his <laughs> stomach? I was going to say I was hugging on his waist. Yeah, you are. That's what did it. That's <laughs> what did it. But we used to be close, man. We used to have fun and and be close. And Aww. and that one night. That one night killed it, and I've never. Well, I remember to him one since. thing that that almost pushed it, just about got it over oh, the edge. No, you wasn't. took your glasses off mm-hmm. and put them on his face, <laughs> and he was just staring at you like that was almost your way of like, "Come on, hit me, hit me." You, it was amazing to watch, and you, you weren't wouldn't... scared. You were fearless, <laughs> and I could see it coming, and I was just like. I'm going to stop this. This is like my two little brothers oh, getting ready to fight. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't have been able to hit me with those damn glasses on. You could, I couldn't see a thing. <laughs> they, they asked me, do you want the, the glasses that are really the, the thick? No, these weren't your prop glasses. You, you put your real glasses on oh, his face. Oh, I did? Yeah. Why yeah. would I do that? I don't know. And he just sat there like, you know, I hate saying this word really, but he was almost like, really? You're really, <laughs> you're really doing this? We've just had a big heated back and forth and you you've capped it by taking your glasses off and putting them on my oh face my God, in I front must... of everyone <laughs> and he, he didn't take them off he just stared he, he just, just stared at you like the look and, of death stare and like le- but you're, you're one on. second away from liftoff oh my goodness but that's what i like about you you you're a you're a oh, fearless guy but scary. you're you're fearless in a lot of ways and you're fearless with your comedy with your acting yeah and it's 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 great to watch. I but love it. I, I I tried to retire twice. I don't know if you know that. I just got well. You can't. You just can't. You you can't. No, you're right. Thank you. Because you've got this. There, there's guys it's that can funny. be technically funny and can yeah. turn on a switch and sit right. at a computer and write. You just you are funny yeah. inside. You, you, you're like yeah. Gary Shandling. There's yeah. there's certain people you look at them and yeah. you just start. So to I, smile. I, I look as goofy as Gary. You, no, no, not goofy. I know just, what you mean, though. You have, you, you have the same thing. You have the same thing. You really do. You well, just, 
Uh, that's why I'm here right now. Oh, I'm really? Whoa. We need to hang out more. We do, yeah. We, I mean, unless you like to be alone all the time. I like to be alone, but with people. <laughs> so you can be in the main house, and I'll be out here in this guest house. I might, I might come and do a camping weekend in your shack. Because <laughs> I love the idea of a fire inside with a lid on it yeah. and asphyxiation. It's not inside. It's oh, outside. Okay. It's outside. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Andy, 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 Andy. There you go. Uh, the second last part of uh, my Andy Dick interview. I'm sure I'll have Andy back uh, again in the studio. But uh, just some fun stories from the set of Employee of the Month. Andy is a troublemaker, and he truly is one of those guys. Uh, you know, you you might not get it through the screen, but when you meet Andy in real life, he just he can he can get you with a look, man. Just a look, he can crack your ass up, and <laughs> I love it. Um, as far as the cousin song, I, I laid down a uh, a live track uh, that was recorded at a small theater in Toronto, Canada called the Rivoli. Uh, that came from a live tour I did uh, with the cousins. And, uh, you know, I got to kind of apologize because that really wasn't a new song. That That whole song you heard and the music, the lyrics, the music. Everything was improvised in the moment. We had never talked about it. We had never thought about it. You know, that's the way me and my cousin work. He he starts playing and I start singing. And, you know, I won't sit here and say that the lyrics were great. <laughs> you know, uh, what was it? Everybody got to slow down or something. I don't know, but... I think what you can capture in, in that moment is the fun that we have. And, uh, you know, uh, even though the song was a little cheesy, we, me and my cousin, when we're on stage, when we're singing, when we're doing what we do, there's a magic between us that uh, I really haven't had with anyone else uh, when it comes to, like, performing. Um, and I, it's probably because we're blood, we're, we're related, Um but it's just a blast. So I hope you like that little slice of uh, live music there uh, from the Cousins. Wow, what a show. It was a little bit longer today. We had a lot to get to. I'm glad we did. I'm glad you were here. Um, and if you're there, and when I say there, I mean Washington, D.C., uh, I will be there this coming weekend, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Thursday, May 5th, 6th. Seven and eighth Mother's Day, the eighth. I will be in Washington D.C. at the Improv. So uh, go to uh, harlowilliams.com, click on the stand-up schedule, and if you are in the region, would love to see. It's a great club. Uh, my opening act is going to be Justin Schlegel, who you've heard on this uh, podcast many times. Hilarious! I love the guy. Super funny. It's going to be a killer show. Uh, make sure you get your tickets. Uh, don't forget you can uh, pick up the Harlan Highway at Stitcher.com. Keep your letters and your phone calls coming at HarlanWilliams.com or call at 888-500-2090. And uh, I do appreciate you being here. I uh, hope you had a good time. And until next time, remember, you are my heroes. Chicken. Chow mein, baby. Love.